Welcome once again here on the Regional Radio Sports Network. My name is Paul Condry. I'm the president and founder of the Regional Radio Sports Network. Glad that you've stopped by here today alongside Scott Cooper. Glad that you've hopped along with us here today for the Scott Cooper Show. That We have a great guest especially lined up here for you today. Coop's going to talk about this momentarily. But once again, we thank you for joining us here on Regional Radio Sports. Coop, it's an exciting time of the year. School's getting underway since we talked last. We've had a wide variety of different things going on, but you have a very special guest uh, you remember in the movie Hoosiers? You remember that movie? One of the sure. one of the all-time greatest movies. And there's uh, one of the things. There's one of my favorite lines of all time in the movie Hoosiers is, in re, in, re, in particular thought was tallest hog in the trough. You remember <laughs> Gene Hackman saying that? Yeah. You remember that oh, in yeah. the movie? Well, we're blessed here today because that is going to come true <laughs> to form here today. And I know she'll take that with the with the. With the grain of salt that it, it was it. meant. Yes, it was. <laughs> Dr. Susan Elrod is with us, who is the chancellor here at Indiana University. We're blessed to have her here today because she's making an impact not only here locally, but uh, in regards to this, this campus-wide initiatives. And we're getting excited. So tell us a little bit about uh, Dr. Elrod and some of the things that she's doing. I know you're excited because you got someone who, you sh- who shares the same vision that you do. And as the interim athletic director of men's basketball coach, it's an exciting time to have someone who share some of those same same types of uh, thoughts, minds, and visions. Yeah, no, Dr. Elrod's been great. She arrived here in uh, 2019 right before COVID, so I can only imagine what that was like for her trying to, you know, push her initiative here in the, in the university and uh, obviously getting delayed pretty significantly as we all dealt with that. But, uh, you know, she's been an advocate for athletics. I, I think, um, you know, everything, you know, I think Coach Bruce would back this up too. Um, everything that she's done has been very supportive of us, and I don't think we would have survived that time the way w- that we did. And you know, obviously, grown out of that in a, in a very positive way. If she weren't a part of that, and I, you know, I've worked at five colleges or universities in my career, and and you see that if you don't have the support from the top, you can't have uh, you know the success that we've had here in the last four years as an athletic department. So we're very lucky to have her, and uh, she's done some great things here, um, and, and working on some great things right now, restructuring some things that are going to help us move forward and you know what isn't an easy time in uh, college athletics and uh, you know I think as an interim athletic director you know my job is to really do three things and that is to you know help raise the profile of the university help enhance the student experience and help be an extension of the educational experience here at, at IU South Bend and uh, you know she's given us the freedom to do those three things and, and you know what those are as an interim obviously is different than what Coach Bruce had but at the same time like um, I don't feel that uh, she's going to be looking over my shoulder all the time, you know, making sure I'm doing things a certain way. She's going to trust us to do the job that we've done, and, and you know, uh, that's that's huge in, in our world. So, Dr. Albert, I'll be more than happy to look over his shoulder if need be, if you need <laughs> someone to keep an eye on. We look over your shoulders literally uh, right. throughout the course of each day because we live in the same subdivision just one street uh, over, so we keep an eye on him all the time as it is. He's well, pretty tall, though, so yes, he's he is. hard to he look is. over the shoulders. <laughs> hey, well, let's talk about the journey to get here. I mean, I went back and I looked at the mile. You've been everywhere from California. I mean, I go looked at this Cal State, uh, mm-hmm. Cal Poly State, uh, the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, UC Davis. Uh, I guess the number one question I had when I first read this you worked in California where it's nice and sunny and warm all the time, and then all of a sudden you mm-hmm. navigate your way towards Wisconsin, right. and now here it's like uh, you're a glutton for punishment moving into the cold weather area. So tell us a little bit about right. some of those moves along the way and how it's helped you in the position you're at right sure. now. Well, I do love the snow, so, you know, we get plenty of that here. Um, that wasn't really the reason I ended <laughs> up in the Midwest, but it, it's a nice benefit. Um so I did spend most of my career uh, formatively out in California in the California State University system. 
which is 23 universities, much like um, IU South Bend and, and UW-Whitewater, where I was before. And so uh, part of my leadership journey was um, taking advantage of opportunities that would allow me to be in positions where I could be the most effective. So I think that's one of the challenges that we have as leaders um, is being in a place where I can fully utilize the skill set that I have and also in a place where I have a passion for the mission. And so that's really what took me across the country and what uh, caused me to accept the position here as chancellor. Uh, this university is uh, an amazing one. It is um, embedded in this community. It is a driver for social change, uh, workforce and economic development. And that's what I love about IU South Bend. And, and, and just to tie that to our athletic programs, I see them as an important uh, component of our mission here not only on the campus with the student athletes, uh, you know, we recruit students from all over to come and be, be athletes at our institution, but then those student athletes are leaders on campus. They're visible on campus. They contribute to the student experience and um, the community experience. We know we have lots of community members that come to our games and, uh, and that's, that's part of what we do here at this institution. Well, I can speak to this because IU South Bend has affected my family. My wife graduated mm -hmm. from here. Two of my daughters have graduated from here. So I have seen the effect that the educational process has here on my family and from my standpoint. So I would echo your thoughts mm -hmm. about that probably as vehemently as anybody would. I'm a big proponent of what we've been able to do here. And having worked with the athletics here for the last almost two decades now, I would say that uh, Coach Bruce and now Coop, mm -hmm have done a great job in regards to that. But I want to talk about the trip that you took to Wisconsin Whitewater. Yeah. Uh, Coop and I were back and forth and talking about some of the initiatives that they had going on there. Very successful, as yes. well as any uh, institution in the country, yes. when you, especially when you put it in the, in the context where they're at. So is it safe to say that if, we can, if Wisconsin Whitewater can achieve some of those athletic successes, Indiana University South Bend uh, can do the same? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I think there was a a commitment to athletics at UW-Whitewater, and I've been trying to bring that same commitment. You heard, you know, Coop talk about my support of the programs, and, it's, and it starts at the top. I think uh, having that commitment, that support, we've been working on some financial ways that we can continue to support our programs, but, but that's where it starts. And then, and, then, and then it goes to the coaching staff and the other staff to continue to do the amazing work they do with our student athletes, you know, bringing them in, um, coaching them, winning those championships, that's a huge deal. When your school starts to win those conference championships, you know, we got the national ones in our sights, right? We've been a few times. That's when it starts to really build up. And then, and then we know that has an effect, not only on the community, but our ability to recruit new students just in general, because they wanna be part of a winning school. Um, so th those are some things I saw at Whitewater. Um, one thing that I loved, and I, I don't know if we'll be able to do this here, I've talked about it with folks, is part of the new student orientation involved them painting the road purple from the university to the football stadium. Each uh, new uh, freshman class got a section of the road to paint. And it was, you know, with the athletic paint that sort of wears off over time. But those new students then attached themselves not only to that road, but to the athletic programs in that physical event. And so I think we're working on some things like that here. 
Uh, and again, those are ways to build spirit, to build belonging, to build connection of our general student body to our athletic programs as another way that we can promote, um, you know, helping students persist and be retained and actually graduate here. Coop, I know that you've got some questions for Dr. Elrod. Uh, as you look at it from your, you have a different chair. You and I have talked a lot, a lot about when an assistant the varsity coach moves over 18 inches to that next chair, his world completely changes dramatically in so many different ways from dealing with the media, dealing with all kinds of moving parts. Now, for you, you've moved over. Uh, you're already, you've already been in that chair for that 18-inch spot for all these years. Now you've moved over to another chair. So I want you to talk about how, as you perceive athletics from a different viewpoint than you probably ever have in your life. You probably thought, oh, hey, if I was doing this all this time, I may do this. So tell me about it from your new chair. How do you look at things? Yeah, well, for the for me in particular, I had to be very careful of not coming in with any preconceived notions because I did grow up around athletics, and I had my father was an athletic director, my younger brother was an athletic director here, at, you know, in the IU system and things like that. So I didn't want to come in thinking, okay, I knew the job right away. I wanted to come in asking questions and all right, what do we need to do to get better and things like that. And that process is still going on. Um, for me, and uh, you know, luckily Chancellor Allrod's got a great staff to work with, and you know, her chief of staff Elizabeth Pace has been a wonderful help in all that. Uh, you know, pointing me in the right direction to hey, I, I need you know, simple things like our website and some issues we're dealing with on a national level. There, how do we? Who do I need to talk to about that? And and so I think um, from my standpoint, it's been really good to have those resources, and that she's had you know her staff in particular has been incredibly helpful with that, and that process is still going on for me. So I think in my case, it's been you know. Where are we? Where do we need to go? Uh, you know, and trying to define that a little bit. So, I, you know, I touched on that just earlier about, um, you know, raising the profile of the university, you know, those three things that we just talked about, enhancing student experience and being an extension of the edu educational program. Some of that I can look back at our program and what's been successful for us here and how do we translate that to the athletic department. Some of that has absolutely nothing to do with us, you know. So, uh, for example, you know, in men's basketball, for example, we're very high profile sport, especially in Indiana, you know. Mm -hmm. So, Raise, you know, if we're successful, we're going to end up in the paper every single time. That's not a problem. But what happens when our baseball team is or mm -hmm. our soccer mm -hmm. team is? Exactly. Yeah, you know, that are so our lower profile sports. How do I, you know, raise their profile? Yeah, exactly. How do I do right. that? And how does that affect the, you know the university? So, um, you know, somebody like Rob who's sitting over here now, you know, we've just been talking about him getting a commercial out there so we can do things like right. that. And we were talking about uh, his experience being a student at, uh, at John Adams High School and. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, how he had never really even been on the campus before. And, you know, we still run into those problems today. So, um, you know, what can we do that, um, you know, is going to help connect us to the community or, or things that, that we're working on at the moment? Um, you know, how do we get campus more involved? And, you know, Chancellor Arlo just talked about that. And we're looking at some things that we've been working with, uh, you know, the Department of uh, Communication Studies and getting some of their, they have internship requirements over there. And so getting their kids uh, that mm -hmm. have those involved with us so that non-athletes are taking an interest in athletics too. Right even though they may not be fans of sports you know, and things like that, and giving them a stake in that. I've got a meeting uh, coming up with uh, um, the student government here on some mm -hmm. facility upgrades that we can make um, right. that uh, I've never been a part of. So, um, you know, He's learning a lot, I think. I, you have no idea. Saying. Yeah, you have no idea. And again, I, you know, I've been very fortunate that we have a, a supportive staff that you know, Chancellor Elrod's provided that I can ask, you know, Corey Vitangeli is our new vice chancellor for student engagement. Like, hey, how do I talk to student uh, government? This isn't something I've done before. This mm -hmm. isn't something that, you know, for example, my brother who worked in the I system, they didn't have to do that there because they were funded differently and, and right. things like that. And they just don't have the facilities that we have. So 
um, it, it's been interesting for me, you know, talking to your staff in particular, mm -hmm. like, uh, oh, wow, there's a lot I've got to right. take in here, a lot of right. information before we can come up with a plan to go forward and do those three things. Yep. Well, you know, one thing I love about coaches is they're leaders. Absolutely. You know, and they foster leadership on their teams. I mean, they have to, you've got, you know, team captains and you've got student athletes who need to be leaders on the court, in the field, you know, whatever, whatever they're doing. And so... I appreciate uh, Coach Cooper's orientation to being a learner, too, because to me that's what leadership is is a lot about, is um, asking questions, learning, being open, and knowing when you maybe made a mistake and kind of go, whoops, all right, we got to fix that, or I got to go back, or hopefully not making a mistake because you asked enough critical questions up front to head in the, in the right path and uh, not assuming that you know everything. <laughs> and so Coach Cooper's doing a great job of, of going into that new territory. Dr. Alred, talk about the, the big picture of Indiana University, uh, South Bend, in relative comparison to the other regional sites and how everything kind of goes through Bloomington. I mean, there's, there's a big picture here that you have and some guidelines that you have to stay within because the, the folks in B-Town said, hey, this is the way, this is the sure. way we roll. Sure. So... Um <clears throat> Indiana University, South Bend, you know, is a regional campus of, of IU. And I've been in two other large systems of, of higher education. And it, it's not that different, really. Um, there's, there's always uh, system-wide, you know, policies, expectations, you know, ways you got to do things. Sure. Um, and so being part of the IU, I, I'll call it a system in this context. It is one university but there's a systemness to it. Sure. Um, and so, you know, you just have to figure out uh, what, what, are the, what are the policies, what are the expectations, and then you just figure out how to, how to operate within them. You know, it's exciting, I think, to be part of a Big Ten university. Um, that was not true in the other roles that I played. I was at, you know, regional campuses that were independent in a system. Okay. Where, you know, for example, the UW system, we weren't attached at all to Madison. Uh, we were in the same system as them. But so here, we're attached to IU. And so there's a lot that comes with that reputationally um, in terms of resources, et cetera. So, so I think that elevates our stature. There's so many people in this community that love IU. They're graduates of any campus of IU, maybe IU South Bend. You know, but we've got two vice chancellors who are IU alums. Um, one's also uh, IU South Bend alum. Um, and so it's that IU Hoosier spirit, you know, and we say anti and pride, um, that that I think really makes this university special. When you get, look at the, the big picture of athletics moving forward in today's educational dynamics, we, we see such a wide variety. We have uh, faith-based schools. We have state schools. We have so many things. And there's so many players, if you will, in, in that particular situation. Uh, one thing that's been really neat about IU, and I can say this once again, can speak from experience, the affordability of coming mm -hmm. to school here uh, is, is off the charts. I think there's something that a lot of student athletes uh, uh, should seriously consider, mm -hmm. simply that, the fact that uh, uh, leaving school without a lot of debt is a really a good situation. It's going to yeah. set you on a path to, uh, completely right. uh, well, to a financial freedom is, is, a, is sure. a great, great thing for people to uh, have. So let's right. talk about mm -hmm. the importance that the affordability of coming to school mm -hmm. here, as well as some of the flexibility that you have mm -hmm. by having not only Bloomington's effect, but also having your own 
regional opportunities. Mm -hmm. Can you speak right. to that? Sure. Um, we are the most affordable higher education um, opportunity that students have in the state of Indiana, all the regional campuses. And that's great for students. Um, you know, I, I wonder sometimes how students are doing it, even with scholarships at private institutions. And they graduate and they go become teachers. You know, teachers don't make a whole lot of money. And I, I just worry about those folks with that debt. You can come here and not have that debt. You can, uh, there's lots of opportunities for financial aid. We're working on improving scholarships for our student athletes as well. And so, so I just, I just, I just hope people are thinking about that when they're making choices sure. about where to go to school, because the other thing that maybe some people don't know is when students graduate from IU South Bend, they get an Indiana university diploma. They're graduating from IU, not IU South Bend. And so that brings with it, um, hopefully a reputation and an entrance into a worldwide alumni network that goes beyond maybe what some other schools, um, you know, might, might provide. Okay, Coop, let's talk about uh, current situations. We have athletics and maybe some growth opportunities. Let's say I'm going to give you some high, just a hypothetical situation. Let's say we're going to decide you have a, a vision to bring, let's use this sport as an example because you have the facilities for this, men's volleyball. You already have women's volleyball, so you have the physical infrastructure to do something like that. If you think this is a good idea, would it be under your auspice, or is this something that Dr. Elrod is going to come and say, hey, listen, I think if we hire a good volleyball coach, we already have the physical stuff mm -hmm. that we need here. I mean, it's not, it's, not off, it's not like we're asking you to, hey, let's start football tomorrow, that's because right. let's face it, that's not going to happen. It's certainly <laughs> no, unless somebody, so, I'm but, a huge football fan, so I wish so, I so am I, as you well know. <laughs> love but, basketball, love all the other sports. So right. how, how do you approach something like that with Dr. Elrod? Well, I think it actually starts below her level first. Okay. You know, we'd, uh, right away, we'd have to talk about Title IX issues here because mm -hmm. um, we are such a female-heavy campus, and I th don't think that's going away anytime soon, and that's kind of a trend, I think, in higher education in general Absolutely. is that it, colleges are becoming more and more female-heavy. So right away, you got to talk about uh, proportion issues and all the the issues that right. go into that and start to support. So we probably have to check with our de deputy Title IX director and probably run that all the way up to Bloomington uh, with that stuff, uh, do all the survey processes that go with that and, and all that thing. Um, then we'd have to check with funding, and that's where we start getting mm -hmm. up to her level. So we say, you know, we start reaching out to Andy Williams, our vice chancellor, uh, who again is an, an IU South Bend alum and kind of gets how things work here as well as anybody in, in yeah. this community in particular, if there's the interest and and those type of things. So we went through this process a little bit when I started here, so I got to see it firsthand uh, because the NAI had gone to a rule that you had to have um, six sports, I believe it was, to mm -hmm. be eligible for postseason play uh, back in 2013 or 14, whatever it was. It was one of my first years here, and that process had already kind of begun. Um, and then we went through the uh, AD transition between Gary Dembski and uh, Coach Bruce. And um, so right, right away when that happened, he and I were literally the only two full-time employees in the uh, entire department as we were building things. And so, um, you know, I got to be a part of that firsthand. And you realize how many more things go into that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reaching out to her office, like, hey, here's what we need. Here's what we're doing. And then, um, you know, some things that happened uh, over at Holy Cross College with their baseball program and stuff sure. like that. We kind of you, you see some of the mistakes we made in, in starting that program and things like that, too. So you kind of hopefully lean back on that experience. And, you know, as her office starts asking questions, well, if we want to do this, what are we going to run into? And, you know, hey, historically, this is what's happened. But here we are at this point, you know, um, and, you know, answering all those types of questions again. That And then I'm sure that's where things get run up, you know, to her to be the final decision maker. Sure. And I, I've always said this, you know. As assistant coaches, you know, their job is to feed us the information and the head coaches, it's our job to make the decisions. Right. 
once we can get all that information to Chancellor Elrod, it's her job to make the decision mm-hmm. and it's our job to support it publicly. So, um, all this the is pressure. why I love coaches. They oh, yeah. get it because they're doing it in their own, their own sports. You know, I just, I love it. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, for, for me, um, it is a, it's a infrastructure issue, but it's, it is a budget issue. You know, we've got to make sure we've worked real hard over the last few years to make sure now all of our six sports that we have, have full-time coaches, full-time head coaches we didn't, there, that wasn't always the case. We've worked hard to improve the scholarship situation. And so all those things take money. So if we're going to hire a full-time volleyball coach, that means we got to have an assistant coach. It means we got to have money to travel. Sorry, it means we got to have uniform. I mean, so there's money attached to that. You know, I don't know that we even have a locker room. We would have a locker room for the team either. So I think there's a lot to think about. And what we're really focused on right now is the six sports that we do have. Let's just focus on them, build them up over the next few years. As the university's enrollment picture improves, which it has already, we're up this semester for the first time in 14 years, which is amazing. Um, You know, we got to keep that trend going. So as our resource uh, picture changes and we get these sports on solid ground, uh, really solid ground, all six of them, then we can start thinking about, all right, what are the next um, ways we want to expand? Once again, hypothetically, uh, Dr. Alroy, when you look at uh, from your chair and you had a chance to just once again... In the perfect world, you'd like to say, if I had one wish mm-hmm. for Indiana University South Bend in regards to athletics, and the reason I'm saying athletics is because this is Coop's gig, and I want to make sure that take care of my guy here. So give us an idea if there was one thing that you could wish that he could have mm-hmm. to enhance the student-athlete's experience, mm-hmm. what would that be? I think it's more scholarships. Um, and so uh, it would be he great. Got, he got the nod on that one. He did. He did. <laughs> so, you know, alumni giving, uh, sponsorships within the community, all of that financial support helps us support the athletes and support the programs. That would be the very first thing that I would wish for is that we had more scholarship support for our student athletes. Um, we know that when we have scholarships for our athletes, we can recruit better athletes. We can be competitive with the private colleges and others in our in our conference and around. So that would be my wish. More scholarships, more people coming forward, opening up their checkbooks and donating. I'm, I'm giving you the wish list too, Coop. I mean, if you were to say, Dr. Elrod, this is my wish, what would your wish be? I think she hit it on the head. I think it starts with scholarships. I mean, you're only as good as the people you can bring in mm-hmm. here and uh, – you know, along that lines, I think the next one would be staffing. You know, I think you're as good as the help that you have. And, and uh, you know, it's it's tough. You know, we're in the situation that we are. But we've been very fortunate to have a lot of really good assistant coaches mm-hmm. and things like that. And that's just some of that's pure dumb luck because right? people are in the area and we're in a place like South Bend that's just big enough to find, you know, those guys right. other jobs or those women other jobs um, that they can do both. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think that's always where you start is how, how are you going to take care of your student athletes? How are you going to take care of the people that make you better? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think those are the two that, um, you know, as we find ways to grow and you mm-hmm. know, Dr. Elrod talked on it, we're already working on some sponsorship things. We're trying to do some things to engage the community more so we can get more giving from those, t- yeah. those type of places and take things forward. Um, that's, those are the places that we probably would need to spend our resources first. Well, I know this falls off to a great start. I know basketball is officially going to get going here mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. I know you're excited, but let's take a moment and let's highlight the improvement that the the women's soccer team has had. Mm-hmm. And Bobby yeah. has done a tremendous job. I yeah. mean, a lot of growing pains to start, but boy, I tell you what, you look right now, here we are in the 
the middle of September, if you will. Still a winning record. Uh, what a great job by Coach Barnes and his scouts. Yeah, it's it's been exciting too because that that hasn't been a tough uh, hasn't been an easy one to start for, especially because we started it during COVID. Yeah. And... Note to self: don't start a new program <laughs> before a global pandemic. <laughs> that was the biggest problem we'll that we had there. Learning experiences, right? On that, yeah, get thrown right. to the fire, but. Uh, yeah, he's done a great job, and, and, you know, I think it's neat to see the excitement that those girls have, the ones that have been through the program, too, right? You mm-hmm. know, there's a buzz about them and, and some things like that. So um, that's not to say it's going to be easy the rest of the way, but they've done a great job of, uh, you know, building that, taking it forward, and I think it's it's only going to continue. And then, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we need to touch on by the time this thing airs is, um, and this is actually new information probably for everybody here, but is uh, our athletic training staff, Lauren uh, Burrish, our assistant athletic trainer, was just named the NAI National Athletic Trainer of the Woo. Year. So, Outstanding. Um, yeah, I nice. think, yeah, their support through She's all this amazing. stuff. She's amazing. She really is. And, and their support through all everything we've gone through with COVID and, mm-hmm. and you know, injuries and things that happen when you have smaller teams helps you build to the bigger teams and, and, and all that. So we wouldn't be here without the, without their help. So we, a lot of good things going on. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, you're going to see our volleyball team start to get better here as they get into the less challenging part of their schedule, even though they're going through some growing pains. And, uh you know, obviously, men's and women's basketball, we've had, we've had some pretty good things going. And I, I'm really excited about our spring sports. I think softball and baseball are really going to mm-hmm. um, surprise some people this year. So it, it's an exciting time to be here. All right. Dr. Elmer, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Can I just add one last thing in about our athletic training staff? I mean, yeah, you know, please. you mentioned Lauren. They are so committed to our students and our program. They were essential to us getting through COVID sure, safely. Absolutely. And they're there to help our students, you know, not only train safely but then recover from any injuries that they do receive so it's it's so it's such a great cohesive group I would say and I know that coach Cooper's leadership is is helping um, advance that even further so I'm I'm thrilled to have been on the show this morning it's nice to meet you and great to have some more time with uh, Coop. Coop thanks for being here uh, blast as always. Uh, you put my name on the show I'll show up. That's All right <laughs> there you go Scott Cooper the athletic director interim tag if you will We'll talk with Coop again next uh, month. But once again, thank you for Dr. Susan Elrod and for all of us here at Regional Radio Sports. I'm Paul Condry. God bless you all.